Welcome to the Good Vibes Club, a normal girl's guide to living your best life and being the best version of yourself. Whether you're listening on a commute, out on a hot girl walk or curled up on your sofa, sit tight and get ready to feel those good vibes. Hello guys, welcome back to the Good Vibes Club. I have a special little guest with me today who is so nervous and giving me such funny faces. (laughs) (laughs) I have on the lovely Jade, who is also an influencer and one of my favourite people. I love her so much. We've just had like a five million hour conversation and done nothing yeah it's gonna be intense guys it's gonna be intense it's gonna be a good one we haven't stopped we haven't stopped my throat is so dry (laughs) (laughs) chaos i can't look at you like i genuinely can't make eye contact with you without (laughs) giggling do you want to introduce yourself oh i give a little spiel i've put you so on the spot i'm so sorry i didn't give you any chance i'm so sorry (laughs) Uh, hi my name's jade i'm a full-time influencer like jess um, I've been doing it now for like two years, something. I do like the whole mid-size lifestyle fashion thing. UK size 12. Um, if you're wondering. If you were wondering, yeah. <laughs> I'm a fellow Cancerian as well. A- undiagnosed ADHD. That's our bonding. AKA undiagnosed chaos. ADHD, cancer, energy. <laughs> Pure chaos. Big mood. <laughs> Pure chaos. Adrenaline always. If anyone heard our voice notes to each other, I genuinely think they would just lose their minds. We just kept interrupting each other. Like we hadn't finished sending, replying to each other when the next lot were coming in. I was like, I don't know what I've replied to anymore. <laughs> but it was also through Instagram DM and you get cut off at a minute. So it was at, like the whole time, chaos. Literally the whole time we were just like, I don't know where that cut off, but, and then carrying on. <laughs> <laughs> or like off on a tangent. Yeah. <laughs> Today's episode, we had a really good idea, didn't we? We thought we'd put our heads together and give you an episode all about just being a girl being a girl in your late 20s early 30s we're early 30s well, I say early 30s I'm 31 you're 30 we're not really yeah, yeah please we're like we're, we're, we're just cus- in yeah we're just in this club when we're like members. we're not quite 30s but we're not quite 20s anyway who am I kidding I'm 31 I've been a whole year please. in the club <laughs> I've been a year <laughs> I've been a year in the club and I'm a year in denial no please please I'm halfway through I'm halfway to my first year but it's been good I'm loving 30 so far that is so fun isn't it I'm enjoying it immensely (laughs) did you have like when you turned 30 did you have a meltdown or were you just so fine not on the day but six weeks um six months before that's so specific no no (laughs) to the day to the day no it was six months like genuinely when we got into the new year because my birthday's in June so when we cut into the year I was like Oh my god, I'm 30 this year. I had a full full blow meltdown. I think it's the problem is my mum had me at 23. Yeah. And was married at 25. And so when I turned 23, she's like, I already had you. And then she was like, I remember going to my mum's 30th birthday party. I was seven. Oh my god, I was stop. I was seven. That's mad. Isn't that disgusting? I remember going to her birthday party and there's photos of me there. I remember being there. And so I'm like, oh my god, no, the pressure is so immense. <laughs> But also I think as a like as a society, we've talked about this a few times on the podcast, but it's so like we're so expected to have all these things by 30. And like people think that like I don't know about you, but I was like, I thought by the time I was 30, I'd have two kids, a house, Same. a husband. Like I thought I'd have all this stuff. Yeah. And I turned 30 and was like, I don't have any of this, and I'm so bloody happy. Genuinely, that it doesn't actually matter. There's so much pressure. I think like when I was in school, I was like, by the time I'm like 25, like that's like yeah, old. That's, 25 like, old. Was old. yeah that's like old. I'll have like I'll have a husband and three kids and a house and a dog and I'll be like making beautiful bread in my bread maker and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, no. 
<laughs> oh my god, I actually saw a podcast snippet of Olivia O'Neill and she's obviously quite young. Yeah. And um in this podcast snippet she was talking about this guy being like 31 or something and he'd hit on her or something like that. And she's like, "Oh, he's so old. Like he's literally so old." And I was like, "I can never watch you again because I'm you gonna think I'm ancient. your neck. <laughs> you think I am a fossil. That is so not okay." <laughs> but I did the same. I had such a meltdown. Like I, um, when I turned 30, so my lovely, amazing, beautiful boyfriend, he planned this whole big surprise trip to Santorini for me because I'd always wanted to go to Santorini. He even, just to put this out Mm -hmm. there, which I thought was adorable, he found where the Kardashians had gone and they booked like this, it was like a villa hotel place. So he booked the hotel where they'd stayed in the villas. And I was like, I love that that's been your benchmark of what I would enjoy. That's so funny. What a sweet baby. I know, what a sweetheart. And he booked like this whole surprise trip. It was great. And, um, I remember sitting there at dinner and we were like looking out of this unreal view. Like it was so beautiful. And I sat there and I was like, oh my God, I'm never going to be in my twenties again. Like this is literally my last (laughs) couple of hours in my twenties. And I cried. I sat there and cried. (laughs) We were in Santorini. I must've looked so ungrateful. It must've looked like he was breaking up with me or something. And I cried. You selfish cow. (laughs) (laughs) But I was so, I was like, oh my God, I'm never going to be in my twenties again. And I was like, have I achieved what I should achieve? Have I, like, I was so fine about it. And that one night I was like, oh my God. And then the next day I was like, I actually don't care anymore. (laughs) And do you not feel like the second you hit 30 light bulb? My eyes opened on my 30th birthday. I was like, well, I don't give a fuck anymore. (laughs) No, but it's so weird, isn't it? (laughs) Genuinely, it's it's almost like a revelation. You you turn a complete corner on your birthday. Like I know a lot of people have birthday cries, so maybe the day after. (laughs) But like, (laughs) you just don't care anymore. Like I think we were saying earlier, I feel like, your cup of care gets a hole in it the, yeah. the day you turn 30 and the cup and the the cares just trickle away and that's it's so yeah, true you just don't you just don't you I'm, like my philosophy was with it always was i don't have time for that i'm 30 now it just holds you know what i mean it holds such a I lot of a weight strong, independent it woman. holds so much weight like i i don't have time for that i'm 30 now i'm a 30 year old woman i don't have time for that do you know what i think this and i was like oh maybe we've turned a corner like maybe there's no drama now like everything's good and then i was like <laughs> i've watched real housewives <laughs> Wait, yeah. Real housewives are like in their 50s and 60s and they have hella drama like we have not <laughs> yeah the dramas are maybe just getting it, more it just expensive keeps, <laughs> it's coming it gets a bit more intense then yeah. you've got the husbands and the kids involved the dramas are more expensive <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I mean, I don't quite have a Birkin hanging off my arm, but <laughs> girl can dream. One day we're manifesting always. Girl can dream. But it is funny, isn't it? How like the, like every single person I know, boys included, had that like weird little meltdown at 30. It's like we put such a pressure on that specific on age. Yeah. And then like, I took, to be fair, I, I got a bit upset on 31 as well. I was like, wow, now I'm really like, I'm in You're my in 30s. It. I've had the fun year. I've had the yes year. Yeah. Now I'm I'm in the trenches. You're fa- <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm in that. We're in the war zone now. Are we middle age? Not yet. No, middle age is like 40, isn't it? 50? 30. Babes, how dare you? (laughs) You asked, like, please. (laughs) How dare you? What's middle age? 50? Middle age is like... 40? Late 40s, 50s, no? Because like you... Middle age is meant to be the middle of how old you are. Like, when are people dying? Like, 80 onwards, no? Well, apparently, am I? (laughs) My brain, they're dying at 60. My parents would be long gone. farewell. Sweet parents. (laughs) Thank you for the memories. (laughs) Do you feel like, I I think definitely since I'd say the last like three or four years, so kind of late twenties into thirties. And also I think online, there's a lot of this movement at the moment as well. But do you feel like you almost started to accept yourself as well? So like accepting (laughs) who you are personality wise, body wise, looking in the mirror and being like, I actually kind of like who I am and I'm stuck with this body. It's never changing. Like this is me. This is what I've got. This is what I work with. Yes, genuinely. It, 
like I say, like it's, you just turn a corner. And I think, especially like with the mid-sized thing, I've always kind of like worked, worked on myself anyway, like worked on accepting who I am anyway. Like my, my whole philosophy is, is to feel your shiniest. You've got this, it's, I don't, cause I hate, I hate the phrase flattering. I hate the mm-hmm. phrase. I hate all of that. I don't think that serves any purpose at all. It's putting something on and no matter what you, what you look like, if you feel shiny and great. Yeah. That's all you can, that's all you can ever ask for. And I think that come, kind of comes across as well. Cause I've heard so many times before people are like, people won't remember you. They won't like they say, won't they, they won't, like. they won't remember the way that you looked. They remember how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. And like at your funeral, they're not gonna be like, oh, she had such a small waist and like <laughs> such like toned. Loved those cowboy Yeah, boots. she had the most unbelievably toned arms. Like nobody's gonna say that they're gonna be like she was like she was fucking hilarious she was so funny she was kind I love that she did that for me yeah 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 she made me feel great always and flattering like you said I think flattering is one of those words where it's almost like you it's almost like saying okay well you don't look perfect but that looks good on your on your body do you know what I mean like it's I think it's quite an awful term to be like really like flattering and it's and it gives the impression that you don't you aren't good if your body doesn't look small but that makes you look better. Yeah, but this is flattering for you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that does wonders for you. <laughs> it's like, ooh, yeah. yeah. Could be better. Yeah, Could no, be better. not great. Yeah. I love that you said shiny though. Shiny is such a good place I to love it. it. it make, I've always said it and it's just, I don't know, it just kind of sticks with me. I think it like rings so much better than like what makes you feel good and everything else. Mm. It makes you feel sparkly and shiny. And I think that's when it comes out. Do you know what I mean? It, it comes across when you feel shiny. You can always tell if someone's really happy and shiny yeah when you meet them it's like that um Roald Dahl quote that's like uh if you have good thoughts they'll shine out of your face like oh, sunbeams and you will always look so pretty sweet. I think I don't know if that's exactly it but that's like pretty much Rough, premise yeah of like if you're a really good person on the inside you look radiant you yeah. look glowing you look yeah and I think through. for like I think for a lot of style and stuff I think as you hear I mean I guess people can find this sooner or later like there's no time frame on this kind of thing but I think that you really find your style as well like when you've gone through your 20s you've kind of come out of the teenage years you've come out of like just wanting to follow the trends that everyone else is wearing and you kind of fall into that thing where you're like this is what I feel good in this is what I know looks nice on me this is what makes me feel comfortable when I leave the house and confident and you kind of like narrow down that style and then you just feel better and you know what works you know what looks good you know how you feel you know what makes you feel good even just in other things as well like you know what hobbies you like and what exactly. that you, you, you learn to say no you learn you know yourself yeah you know I think that you just get such a deeper understanding of who you are and what you're willing to tolerate as well like ugh, it's so difficult though it's there's so much like you said there is so much pressure on it but just knowing who you are and like like you say willing willing to say no I feel like yeah. that's such a big thing, especially like if you are a people pleaser, which so many people are. Oh my god, I'm so bad for it. I, I didn't realise ter- I was. Yeah, until I am. Recently. I am terrible. I don't like. I don't like hurt feelings. I don't like upsetting people. Is that a cancer thing? I feel like it's cancer. Thing. It, we're really. It, we're very. Uh, we're, um, <laughs> we're too emotional. We don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. We. <laughs> I we just cry in a corner. Genuinely, I think about <laughs> other people's feelings more than my own. I don't know about you. I think about people's. Yeah, feelings no, all the time. I do like, too. Are they mad at me? That is my constant. Always. <laughs> James hates it because I'm always like, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? And he's like, would you love me if I was a worm? (laughs) Would you still love me if I like? (laughs) (laughs) But I think it is. It's that I think it's a cancer thing. But also you do kind of turning 30. I think you kind of think more like, 
I don't need to say yes to everything. No. Like I used to be the worst for like just needing to say yes. Yeah. Like if someone asked me if I could do something for them, I'd be like, yeah, of course. Or even, if it was like an event, if. I'd be like, of course I'm going to go. Yeah. And I'd feel so, I'd be like, I really can't be bothered. Yeah, I don't, don't want to go. I can't that. afford it or whatever it was. And I'd go. Yeah. And then I'd feel rubbish because I was like, well, I've had a great time, but like I shouldn't at have what, gone if yeah, I didn't want to go. At what cost? Yeah. At what cost? Like, don't get me wrong. Always had a good time. But like <laughs> it, was it was more the fun. fact of like, yeah. I could have said no to that and stayed at home. Or you know, when you like get behind in work or something because you're like, Oh, well, everyone's, yeah, like working in coffee shops is the worst for me. If my friends are like, do you want to work in a coffee shop? I'm like, yeah, I could have 70 million things that I need to do at (laughs) home filming myself. And I'll be like, yeah, I can find something to do on my laptop, even if it's just wiggling a couple of things around. Well, you do. You you have such like high expectations that you're like, oh, I'm going to be so productive. (laughs) Like they are in the films. It's going to be beautiful. I'm going to be like, some days it is girly. I, I am if I'm by myself. Oh no, sometimes I can like, depending who I'm with as well, I can really like plug in and focus, but they have to plug in and focus. That's, otherwise I don't. That's the problem. I end up being like, so did I show you this? And like, mm-hmm. have you seen this? And can we talk about <laughs> I honestly, chaos. I work in a coffee shop with one of my friends all the time and she always has her headphones on and the amount of times where she has to like move her head and be like, what now? And I'm, I'm like, sorry, 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 I'm sorry, sorry. As you were, as you were, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'll be like, last time I promise, then you can get back. <laughs> Please. it's a distraction isn't it it's so funny Chaos. but it is like I think the turning 30 like you do just start to say no more like it do, do. I don't think it's necessarily turning 30 but I think when you start to realize that you're saying yes too much and you're putting everyone else's opinions and thoughts yeah. above your own which don't get me wrong it's good to still think about other people but I think you have to kind of switch and be like do I actually need time for myself right now do I actually need to just be at home you... and chill or have I got something more important that I, I could think, be doing I think you realize that it's okay to be selfish Mm -hmm. and but at the same time there's nothing it's I don't like the word selfish because it has such bad connotations it's just looking after you Mm -hmm. as well as well as caring for everyone else you just you put yourself on the same pedestal as everybody else and I think that's such a thing that you do in your 20s everyone's more important than you everyone else's feelings everyone else's priorities are so much more important than your own I think when you turn 30 you kind of realize actually I'm just as if and, and potentially more important than a stranger down the road that wants me to come to their event or whatever. Do you know what I mean? You like you're if you especially if you've had like a busy week or something, you're just kind of like, I cannot afford to go into like for example go into London to do another event. I'm so tired. I don't. I feel like I'm coming down with something. But in your twenties, you're like I'll power through. Yeah. In your thirties, you're like I don't want to then be sick for the rest of the week and everything else struggle. And it's just the power to be like, I'm really sorry. Like, no, not this time. Like maybe we'll rearrange, but it's putting yourself first again. It's hard. It's hard though. Yeah, it's still a learning curve, but I feel like when you've got the age behind you, it just, like I was saying earlier, it just holds, yes. (laughs) We're full-blown adults now. We're so not mature. No, please. (laughs) I don't like it. Like my mum, like my mum referred to me as her grown-up daughter. (gasps) And I could have swung for her. <laughs> Adult children. Adult children. Grown children. Thick, thick, grown thick. children. I don't like it. But I guess to parents, they're like, you're my child, but you're not actually a child anymore. Yeah, you're so my... I can't just call you my child. Yeah, you're my baby, but you'll always... Um, you're my, you're grown up, but you'll always be my baby. But I guess it's like if they go to someone and they're like, oh, how old are your children? And they're like, oh, they're actually like 30 and 35. Yeah, they're actually like full-blown adults. <laughs> they're not really children anymore. They've got their own. Not that we do. Don't we are that. far from that world. Don't. My mom is constantly on my case about like babies see my parents are are but I think like you said your mum had you young my mum didn't have me till she was 36 that's the and I think she like it's always been very much like we've never like my grandma 
I mean, she's a grandparent, of course. Every time I go over, she looks at my finger and she'll turn around to James and be like, so no ring yet then? And I honestly, I howl. Every time I'm like, oh, no pressure then. Don't James, worry about James that James turns into a puddle, like instantly. <laughs> he literally every sits time. there and he's like, she's got other rings. They're just on different fingers. <laughs> he internally combusts. But it is, like, I think their generation is a lot more pressured on it because they were like, obviously yeah. young and everyone got married really quickly and stuff. But I think my parents have always been like, don't settle down. Do it when yeah. you're ready, like have fun first, yeah. get your career, get your yeah. money. Like don't do what we did and like settle down and have kids and then be like, well, then you now do the what? career after. Yeah. Like, do now it all what? like in the right order kind of thing. It's <gasps> not the right order. There's no right order. No, there is the no right, right order. It, but, but it's it's doing what you want. It's having the yeah. opportunities to do what you want first. Living and, like and how then, you want to live then, life. Yeah, and then making a choice. I think mine are, mine's a little bit different because my mum was, oh my God, my like family dynamic. My mum was young. My mum was 23 when she had me, but my dad was 47. Oh wow! There's a 24 year age gap between my parents, so their their like philosophies towards yeah. me are very very different. My mum's like, "Don't make me an old nan. Don't you dare!" Like genuinely, I bought my first boyfriend home. I was 17. Oh no! And she turned to him. I was 17 years old. She turned to him, going, "I can't wait till you and Jade have kids." Oh my god, mother! I would be mortified. Leave this home. My mum was like, "Don't give my daughter a child. She doesn't need one. <laughs> Don't impregnate Don't her. Don't you dare shut the door." <laughs> Door open policy. Your mum was like, I'll shut the door. Anyone, like, I've got some condoms. You good? She's the mum from Mean this Girls. the fun you need house. Anything? Yeah. Any snacks? Let Condom. me know. <laughs> God love you. <laughs> my mum was literally like, you must leave the door open. Like, you are not allowed in your room with but, boy. But that's how my dad, my dad's very much like, nah. You don't, like, my dad's like nearly 80 now. And he's like, nah, you don't, nah. You're fine. I'm like, you're he's like, plenty, plenty of Yeah, like, plenty of time. I'm like, I still that. get scared to tell my parents. Like, when I have a bit, I'd be a teen parent still. Like in my eyes, I'm like, I'm a teen parent. I'm, I'm just a young, I'm just a 30 teenage, 30 year old teenage girl. Oh, that is so <laughs> the thing. Like the, if I get pregnant, I'll be like, oh my God, I've got to tell my parents. And I'll be so embarrassed that I've got to tell they'll my parents. Have, they'll have to know that I've done it. They'll not have had sex. <laughs> I'm not a virgin anymore. <laughs> sorry, mum and dad. I'm sorry to let you down like this. <laughs> but it's weird, isn't it? Because you just think like, oh, like it'll be so nice. But I'm like genuinely like terrified to tell my parents when I get pregnant. I, Even if I was like 37, I think I'd be like, oh, Mom, I'm, really I'm so sorry. sorry. I don't, not necessarily my mum, but my dad. I think it's your dad, isn't it? Like, Daddy, I'm so sorry. I've had sex. Dad, I'm <laughs> sorry. Don't look at me. I'm your baby girl. <laughs> you know the um, statistic that's like, we are, isn't it that we currently have the most women, in, is it in the UK or the world, that I are 31 and childless? I think it's the world for like the first time ever, mm. like the first time in history. The most women ever yeah. to hit 31 yeah. with no children. I think it's like over half. I think it's like 51% now, isn't it? Mad. It's like, it's just like, just tipped over half. But like we were saying earlier, like a lot of my friends are like either in very, very firmly in camp baby or very, very firmly in camp. No, there's not much. Maybe one day, like we'll think about it. It's, it's very all or nothing. It's a bit it's a bit intense, isn't it? I think it? mine's a bit like washy. Like out of my like core group, a couple of them have kids already. So they don't really count in it because obviously they've already got kids. Yeah. But the ones that don't, some of them are very undecided. They're like one minute they want them, then they don't. Yeah. Some of them are like absolutely not for the next 10 years. Yeah. Some of them are just, I think everyone's kind of either already got them or they're like not yet. Yeah. There's no one really around me that I know of. There might be people who are trying and haven't said anything publicly to like anyone. Because you know, some <laughs> people thought, yeah, try and then yeah, just don't say anything. Yeah, keep it quiet. But a lot of my group don't really, I don't, I don't feel like there's a lot of like drive to have babies right now. No. And I think it depends on your group, doesn't it? I think if you're, if a lot of people in your group have them, you feel the the desire, like the drive to have them too. I, I don't know. Because I think that's the difference. Like my sister's group, 
all so my sister's two years younger so she's 28 my sister is the i think she's potentially the the only one or one of the only ones in her group of five or six that doesn't have a boyfriend and isn't getting married wow everyone has a boyfriend except my sister and all of them except one and my sister are getting married like this year wow and so she's kind of like what do I like am I behind like is that yeah but it's not behind no I exactly think it's just what you're it's immediately so personal. in front of exactly it's so personal and there's just like like we were saying like turning 30 there's so much pressure around it and, like there's so much pressure like on how you look as well like staying young oh my god and so much it's unbelievable like we were saying earlier like the like the kids in the school ground they're they're probably 12 and yet if you told me they're 40 I'll believe genuinely, you genuinely I you. drove past the school the other morning on the way to the gym and there was a girl walking in and I was with my boyfriend we literally saw this girl. She had like perfectly, clearly air wrapped hair or like heatless <laughs> rolls or whatever the trend moment. is right now. <laughs> and like genuinely, if I saw her face without the school uniform and like I, I saw her without the school uniform, yeah. I would have been like, she's at least 30. <gasps> she looked our age and she was in a school uniform. So she couldn't have been older than 16. How? The, I don't understand. Where's the awkward phases? But even on TikTok and stuff, like, how do you not allowed? see how many girls there are that just look so, so much older so old and it's a lot of like the Oliver Atwood documentary that price of perfection oh my gosh yeah there's a girl on that who's been getting fillers since she was 18 in her lips or 16 Stop. and she shouldn't have been but people are getting Botox so much younger yeah. and they're getting all these treatments so much younger and like this whole thing at the moment with like teenagers that are like 12 wanting drunk elephant which is so oh bad yeah, the teenage the skin problem, if you like, are properties. someone who has a teenager in your life with drunk elephant or anything like that for god's sake take it off them yeah like change a product stand down sir one of my friends stand told down. her her um cousin is like 12 and she had it and she went to her auntie and was like look you need to tell her not to use this yeah. and her auntie was like don't worry i've swapped it all out so she know. changed all the drunk oh, elephant good. for like Nivea oh God, and didn't tell the kid. But she was like, D- does she even use it? And she doesn't. She just has it because all her friends have it. Which but is it's trendy, like, isn't it? As a generation, you, yeah. they're going to be old. Oh, but that's the thing as well. Like it's it's such conflicting information as well. It's kind of like you need to start Botox young so that it maintains and you don't get the wrinkles. Preventative. So that you don't get the wrinkles and everything else. And then at the same time, it's like, yeah, but then you're not, you're not aging. Like aging is a privilege. You need to remain like, like, beautiful and youthful but without any any help and it's like, such a conflicting thing isn't it, it? Just, because even like if you look at I know it's TikTok again but I've seen a lot recently of people being like this is what a x age like 28 30 whatever face looks like with no work done yeah. and it'll be girls with like no makeup on and they'll be like look at these wrinkles look at like this, this is this. and it's like this is what a 28 year old should look like that's the thing because like I don't currently i don't i've never had any botox and maybe you need to get on the trend i'm behind i'm behind but i was saying to my dad i was like i i'm probably one of the only people i know in my circle like in my friendship group that are this kind of age that have not done that and i'm kind of like am i am i the weird one should i be doing that do i look do i look like i no you don't thank you you, you have, looked at me then as if to be like to, you better say i gave I you the most it. aggressive side eye <laughs> but do you how beautiful i am <laughs> do you feel like i think especially because of social media as well and because of our job our job is literally looking at ourselves all day every day like we are looking <laughs> at ourselves, of ourselves in all day, every, every day. possible angle every angle yep. we pick ourselves apart because we're editing our face not okay i say editing i mean like lighting adjustments yeah. i don't Cropping. mean like face tune but because you have to look at these pictures and like pick yeah. the best of a bunch, mm-hmm. I find that you look at them so much more and you're like, oh, I didn't notice I had that line there or no. oh, I didn't notice that my Mm-mm. bat looked like that. And I feel like we pick ourselves apart so much more, but I think most women actually do it anyway. It's- but do you feel like you have that pressure because you 
see it from other people or do you think like looking at yourself all the time that you're like oh actually I wish I could change that or it's a little bit of a combination of both I think if I if I wasn't on social media I don't think I feel the pressure nearly as much yeah I agree but being on social media I you spend so much time looking at you your face and especially because so many people as well have like for example lip filler I don't have very thick lips mm. I just don't I don't they're very they're quite thin I don't think they are though I think you have like normal lips same as me I don't they're think reg- we have they're just regular yeah they're just not filler they're lips. just regular but because everyone has filler it stands out it makes them look really thin and like I've got because I've got really bad eyesight like embarrassingly bad eyesight I've got like a quite a deep the way you're frowning at me right scout. now is you so need, funny it's, it's so that you can see it you can see it's quite well yeah I can see you're moving your eyebrows this but- like this this yeah, but everyone has a line there. Like, I have a line there. You don't. Okay, I do get Botox there. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, everyone has those lines. But that's what I'm saying. It's normal, but because everybody has, like, filler and Botox and everything else, nobody sees it. And so it's kind of like, oh, my God. And I'm kind of like, do I need to get that sorted? But it's probably way more obvious to you. But to me. Whereas, yeah. like, I wouldn't look you at would you never and be noticed. like, oh, she needs some filler there and yeah, some, that's like, aggressive. Botox there. Yeah, I just think you just look like you. Whereas like to you, because you're looking at your face all the time and you're seeing all these other people. Yeah. And I think as well, a lot of the time we see people who have had a lot of work done, yeah. who are very minimal, like Michelle Keegan, for example, yes. has had so much work done. Apparently, I don't actually know this for a fact. Apparently she had quite a lot done, but it's all like natural. So you wouldn't it know. Does, yeah, it's, it's, there's, I think there's a way of doing it for it. To, but that's the thing as well. Some people don't want to look natural and that's equally fine, but it's, it's then making it so that everyone feels like they have to. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's the lips and it's the it's the under eye filler. It's the it's the crow's feet. It's the the lips. It's the chin filler. The chin filler and Fat the, the, the yeah the like chiseled j- jaw thing. I can't remember what it's called. Where people give it to you when you're meant to be like gr- grinding your teeth. Oh, like masseter or yeah, something. Yeah, that that's meant to really slim down your face. And I'm kind of like, where does it end? Because you end everyone ends up looking really similar I there think. is so I think there's like a face of someone who's had a lot of work yes done. like I think there's a certain type of face that's like you can tell they've had certain things yeah. like chin cheeks like yep. the lips and stuff yep. and they all have a similar structure yeah it, it it's the it's the high cheeks it's the like poreless lineless under eyes it's the like really pouty lips it's the really chiseled jaw and the very like beautiful beautiful brows you know exactly the girl I'm like you can see her I know exactly what you mean because I can picture faces of people that I'm like celebrities and stuff that you're like oh yeah yeah you can see it just sounds like I'm too much of a wimp I think that's my problem I'm I'd like if you were to say to me if you could snap your fingers and have something done would you do it maybe not I'm not dead set on it potentially I'd have to think about it but I'm too much of a wimp with the needle (laughs) I think if I had if they said to me you had unlimited funds you could do what you want to your face I think the only thing I would do is like facials yeah because I yeah. think facials treat, treat and my skin like, lovely yeah and like brows maybe yeah like I would care more okay I'm so lying I would absolutely get Botox as well <laughs> but I think I would care more about rather than doing more to my face and being like oh maybe I want lip filler maybe I want my yeah. nose straightened a bit maybe I want cheek filler maybe yeah. I want this I think I would more likely be like let me really look after my yeah. skin let me rather maintain. than pumping it with stuff yeah let me maintain but like don't get me wrong, I've had Botox, I've had under eye filler, like I've had these things and I don't necessarily think they're bad, like you can get them done really naturally. I just think it's if you feel like it's done because there's a pressure, but then- You're not doing it for you. That's the kind of like turning point, isn't it? Of like when you turn 30, you start accepting your body more, but then it's like you start noticing the wrinkles more and you start noticing all these little things. And there's such a pressure of like, 
not just the aesthetic stuff, but even like down to having perfect hair. So like oh. everyone's got their perfect balayage <laughs> yep. and you know, everyone suddenly is on the air wrap hype. I'm on like anti air wrap at the moment. I'm like, I, I've gone like the complete opposite and I'm like, why are we not embracing our natural hair more? I've started going out the house like today, natural hair. She's giggling at me because she's got her hair air wrapped. I'm a, I'm a balayage <laughs> air wrap girl. <laughs> But I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I just no. think there's such a pressure to own this like 500 pound hair thing. device so to be it... cool and to have the perfect hair when you don't need it. And it's a blow dry. I think people forget it's a blow dry. There's no intense heat. More often than not, I get so many messages being like, like because I share it quite a lot mm. that I'm a, I'm a Dyson girly. How do you maintain the curls, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it depends on like you. It's, it's just a blow dry. It's not like straightening it where it's got the staying power. And people are so disappointed. I know so many people who sold them. Yeah, that they then sell them on. But it's exactly the same thing, isn't it? You you fall into the hype, you fall into the pressure, and it doesn't like live up. It doesn't live up. And I guess as well, it depends on like day one hair versus day three hair, and like how How windy it is. How filthy it is. Yeah, like it depends (laughs) on all these different things, like the weather. If it's exactly. a really windy day or really like, you know, it's like that damp day where it's not rain, it, but it's yeah, damp. It come, it falls yeah. down. It's that's frizzy hair weather. Yeah. But I think that's where there's also the other pressure of it, where it's like you feel that pressure to have. The, I think the thirty is like you accept your body more, and like we were saying before, you like it doesn't matter if you want to change your body because you're changing it for different reasons, yeah. which we can get into. But you feel that pressure to like look facially younger. Yeah. Even now, I think there used to be a lot more pressure on it when our parents were younger, but they didn't have the beauty treatments. There's suddenly all these beauty treatments and stuff that you can get that change where you look. But then it's also like having perfect hair all the time, yep. having your brows on your lashes. Like all these things weren't around when our parents were no, younger. No, I remember- As my- much as my mom had was probably a hair dye and a good mascara. Well, that's it. My mom, <laughs> get, my mom gets her hair done every six weeks and she always has done. And she has like stick on nails. And I remember her putting in these stick on nails like, wow, <laughs> she's a princess. There was just, wasn't a thing. Nobody, no. got, nobody got their nails done, like brows- no brows were terrible everyone had oh, like wow. yeah, pen- brows bad. pencil thin eyebrows plucked to oblivion honestly and that was it there was nothing else to do there was no real it, it was surgery there was no like fillers it was, was like no you got a facelift and a boob yeah. job and that was yeah. about the extent yeah. of beauty treatments it's like what was that fi- what was that show is it 10 years younger yeah that where they used to get them facelifts and stuff so aggressive they used to stand them in the middle of the street being like how old do you think this woman is and they would always say that they were 60 and they were like 26 and they would like, that's oh, awful. And they would like break their knot. They would like have a full blown nose job, <gasps> boob job, tummy tuck, facelift, and like change them completely. And then put put them in a a purple top, <laughs> purple top with a waist belt around the oh middle. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> and then send them on their way. Because they like, were always like, "You look haggard." Yeah, haggard was all, it was sa- always it was saggy, sad, sad and saggy. <laughs> That show, I'm so not surprised it got cancelled. Aggression, aggression of the, like the most aggressive sort. It was like the Trini and Susanna era where they had that book that was like how to look younger or something. It was that woman, the blonde woman, you know exactly what she is. She had long blonde hair with the glasses. Like she would be like, so how old do you think she is? And she'd be pulling at this woman's skin with the surgeon being like, yeah, it's these like massive jowls here, like pulling her skin down. Oh my God, I'd be more. I can't remember what her name was. I can see her. The mental health issues that must've come from that show. But that's it. And if that that was around now, they'd be sued. Oh, into oblivion, literally into oblivion. But that's another thing like with turning 30, you just don't, like the pressure isn't there, but you, if you do want to change, it's not for the same aesthetic reasons, I don't think. Like if, for example, if you, I don't know, if you wanted to tone up a little bit, it's more from a mental health Mm. standpoint, like going to the gym because it makes you feel good, it releases the happy hormones and everything else. And like, if you did tone up or whatever, it's just like a, like a, 
secondary like effect. Yeah. Um, I do still think there is a big, like I think there's still a lot of people who are of that mindset of like, must go to the gym, must lose weight, must yeah. look skinnier, must look yeah. younger. It's a punishment. But I think there's also a big movement of people now who are trying to be more mindful and more like, it's almost like the wellness movement has yeah. become so big now that we're doing things that make us feel good. Like I know Pilates is a massive trend at the moment Huge. and like everyone's getting really into yeah. it, but I think it's good because Pilates is actually really good for, say for example, like your flexibility and stuff as yeah. well. And like and making sure you tone up. And yeah. yeah, keeping you, just keeping you, yourself strong. Like I've seen so many, I don't know if you've seen them on like reels and stuff. It's people at the gym, they're lifting weights and then it clips back to like an, like an older woman. It's probably their grandma. And like, for example, they're lifting the weight above their head and then it clips to the grandma. She's putting some cereal in the top shelf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm lifting these weights so when I'm 80, I can continue to That's live exactly why by I myself, live well and like healthily and just be strong and not decrepit. I mean, <laughs> it's all fine and well to look young at 70, but what's the point of looking young at 70 if you can't, if you can't yeah, do anything? Exactly. If you can't like, if you can't lift the cereal above I'd your rather head. look 70, but feel really young. Like I, yeah. I said to James, like one of the biggest things with me running, like I really love running. I've got broken toes at the moment, classic, but like <laughs> I love running and I love like going to the gym and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's all in the last like two years, I've just really found this passion for fitness. Yeah. And I think it kind of helps. Obviously I got a coach and I started really trying to work on myself, yeah. but I don't do it for... I, okay, not gonna lie, I did start doing it to lose weight and look more toned, but now it's more that I want to just feel stronger. Like yeah. I love trying to lift heavier and I love running a little bit further. Yeah. And it's because I'm like, I don't want to be old and not be able to get up out of my chair, not being able exactly. to run for the bus, not being able to get upstairs. Exactly. I want to be able to do these things and I'd rather look, I mean, obviously I'd love to look as good as I can at Absolutely. 70, but I would love to do that and also be mobile and yeah. healthy and eat good Give, food given and the feel choice, good. Yeah. One or the other, I'm going to pick health 100%. Over, over my face. So I remember someone saying to me as well, like I was probably only 16 or 17 and someone's mum said to me, when you get over a certain point, you have to choose your body or your face. I was like, <laughs> what do you mean? And she was like, either you lose weight, either you stay slim and you keep you choose your body yeah. your face suffers because all your skin's gonna be sag a bit saggy not if you take your collagen not if you take your collagen collagen and, and, and all that kind of stuff um gua sha well, get it out <laughs> i need to know how to do that like the like drainage thing yeah. as well incredible um or you use like i don't know you like put on weight keep your face like plump but then you're sacrificing like, yeah you're sacrificing your body so to but speak. you can kind of have both it's, I think that's the difference. Like I do think obviously you could do all these treatments and you could look good and you could feel good and all these things. But I think ultimately their goal is like feeling your best yeah. for as long as possible. Like Absolutely. feeling your best for the rest of your life. Just longevity, isn't it? It's mm. like, I think that's the thing with turning like turning 30 again. You look ahead more. I think when you're 20, you only really think in like three month installments. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I want to have abs. That's it. Yeah. You're like abs and a, and a juicy bum. And like, oh, maybe I want to look good and have an air wrap because it yeah. makes my hair feel nice. Yeah. But then when you're 30, you're like, okay, if I go out drinking every night, is that going to affect me now? Or is that going to affect me later? How's that going to affect yeah. me? Exactly. And it's like, okay, well, I'd rather eat this healthy meal and have healthier options than just keep eating McDonald's. Because exactly. when you're 20, you don't care about it eating McDonald's matter. every day. No, it doesn't matter. And but then when the you're thing. 30, you feel bloody rabbit. If I eat McDonald's now, I'm like, ugh. You can just feel like your body just slumping down and turning into a slug. <laughs> I had a McDonald's breakfast, like, oh my God, it was so foul. I had it maybe in the summer because, oh my God, it was so greasy. I felt so disgusting no. after for days. I was like, ugh. It's like, like you know when you have the hash brown and it's like pure oil and you're like, you can't hold on to it. It's like slipping out of your hands like a bar of soap. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
depressing. <laughs> but it's like the hangovers as well. I don't know if you've had like, I swear I turned 30 and my hangovers just was like, you're going to be sick for three days on three glasses of wine. I'm quite lucky I don't get that. Sorry. Oh, you can leave. Like, please get but out. But I also <laughs> don't drink as much anymore as I used to. No. I think society wise, no one really drinks the way that we used to. Like, we don't binge drink as much anymore. No. Think- Even the younger generation, like no one really drinks. People as are much. so sober now. Mm. I love that for them. Like, I love that for I'm, them. I'm like sober curious because I'm like, I like the idea. I could never do it. I get too I like the odd I glass too, of wine. I get too excited. I get when carried I go away. Out. I get really excited when I go out. Like I don't know what it is. I turn into a lunatic. And I must have a cocktail in each hand. M- they must be necked, both of them. <laughs> and I'm such an aggressive lightweight. Me too. I'm such a lightweight. And then it hits me, and then I'm like on the floor, and I'm being sick. And then that's my night over. That was the story of my twenties. There are so many stories from when I was at uni of me being sick. Just that's such I, a generational thing though i yeah. think like our 20s were the binge drinking at uni era whereas now they don't they, they do don't. drugs more than they drink to be fair but like a lot <laughs> of them got either don't things, drink yeah. they're sober but drugs don't count yeah or like they're actually sober <laughs> you know like they care more about like when we were in uni it was all about binge drinking uni mcdonald's and yeah. Domino's every yeah. day that every was it day. and like noodles yeah noodles and red Bull. noodles yeah absolutely. whereas now it's Cereal. more like they all eat healthily like the amount of people i've seen on youtube that are doing like morning routines and they're still in uni and they're How like eating this really healthy, you? going to Pilates, having smoothies, like what collagen. Like, yeah. How were you affording this life? We couldn't honestly. Afford, we couldn't afford to put the washing cost of living on. as well. Yeah, we couldn't afford to put the washing machine on. <laughs> we used to. I got frostbite in my first year house because oh my, my house was so. We cold. had mold. We had. I lived in the roof. Like I lived in the attic of my first year house. I got in the first year. I got so in the first like term. I got so sick, and I got frostbite my room was so cold I got frostbite <gasps> here and the only went away because I went home for about three four weeks and like I needed the heat it was just it was proper frostbite oh my, <laughs> oh my god where was where are these kids now like where does that not happen now they're it's not a thing they don't need to worry about that I don't know you know <laughs> like I remember we used to literally cram so much in the washing machine because we didn't want to put on too many loads no. so we'd like overfill it and it was stink mm. it would absolutely stink and we yeah never turned our heating on so we used to leave washing on an air in the corner because obviously no one gives you a de- uh, tumble dryer no, and our washing used to take like three weeks to dry it's jeans it, it, it was jeans they were just always wet and you would put them on you're like or you'd put them on the radiator and then you'd be like why have I done that it's not yeah. even turned on <laughs> And you'd never noticed how much it stunk until you went home and you opened up your suitcase and the smell just like poured mm. out. Honestly, we had the best time of uni, I think. Like I we were in the generation of like Skins University. It was, it was just the Wild West. It was just- It was a great time. <laughs> it was the Wild West. But I prefer my 30s, I'm not gonna lie. Like everyone I've spoken to, like like anybody that's like recently turning 30, they're like, oh my God, how'd you find it? I love it. Mm absolutely love it it's only been six months and i'm like this if this is the rest of my 30s then like bring it on your 30s or your 20s with more money and i'm oh my god they actually are that's it that's the only difference and you've got like a bit of a backbone so you can like we were saying earlier you can say no you've got more money you've got more life experience you're not willing to take any nonsense you've got your friendship group is more established you're not got like a huge group with like weird hangers on you can't oh god why yeah like everyone in your life is more like with you at that it's time cult- it's more cultivated yeah and they're they're there for you and they're supporting you and you support them it's not so much situational yeah it's not situational you don't see them just when you're pissed on a night out <laughs> but I think that's the thing like when you're in your early 20s your friends are more like because you've been in uni together or yeah. you've been in school together or you work together or you know each other for whatever reason whereas when you get older I think they're people that stay because you, you choose, really get I on on whatever you level them don't you it, like I've 
there's so many people I know that I've been friends with, like people from school, like for a long, mm. long time, they've been friends since they were like eight or something. They wouldn't be friends now. They're only friends because they've been friends for such a long time. They don't, they haven't, they've not got anything in common anymore. It's just like long term. Do you know what I mean? See, I've got like my two, two of my like absolute best friends, but then I also have like two other friends who are really, really good friends. Yeah. But out of the four of them, we've been to school together. We've grown up together. Some of them maybe fell off for a little bit and came back or yeah. whatever. But now I would say that we still get on on such a level. But now I just have known them for longer. So yeah. we understand each other differently. Yeah. Yeah. But like my two best friends, Tash and Amelia, like we've literally been friends since we were 15, 16. Aww. We all love Taylor Swift. Like we all love <laughs> like the same things and we still have such a good time together. Yeah. But that is so rare. It's, like it's so rare for that to happen. Like that. So like I'm still super super close with my uni friends so we were 18 but they're my oldest friends now mm. I'm not friends with anybody still like we're friendly but not friends mm. with anybody from school like anything before that it's it's from uni upwards now it's uni it's uni and Instagram really yeah uh, and like uh, and work friends that's that's where my like that's the thing isn't it like Instagram are. is like our work friends but I do they're agree our, I yeah, think 30s are, is like work wives yeah work wives <laughs> I think 30s is like your you just, I think you just come to being 30 and it just is like this weird weight off. I it's so it, weird, isn't it? Because everyone says it, but you can't explain no, it. Like it just is just, a weird like You just shed change. it almost. I think it's all the pressure. You put the pressure on yourself and everyone else. And then you turn 30 and you go, you don't feel any different than you did. Like the day you turn 30, you don't feel any different than you did the day before when you were 29. Except- <laughs> Unless you, you're me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't feel, you don't genuinely feel any different, but you, the- pressure isn't there yeah that's the only difference you felt exactly the same as you did yesterday when you were 29 but the pressure's gone you just feel a bit more comfortable you just like it just feels comfy you're just like settled in just settled into who you are and what you want and mm. you've just got a gorgeous excuse to not take any like take any nonsense yeah 100 percent. that was oh. money no that was it. we might look a bit older but we feel bloody great we're stunning look at us <laughs> we're beautiful <laughs> on that note should we round off the episode because yes. we have another juicy little episode to film in a minute so Jeez. we are gonna get onto that one because otherwise i feel like we're gonna cross over by accident yeah and we need to not to. do that so <laughs> we need we need boundaries here <laughs> if you want to listen to that one i will put in the show notes when that's coming out um alongside all of i nearly called you bella then because of your bloody instagram i know handle. i'm sorry i'm sorry jade jade's instagram links and everything <laughs> else will be down below if you want to check her out but we will be back for another episode and we're going to be talking all about the other side the dark of being sides. an influencer the dark side all Ooh. the about the other side of being an influencer so all the bits that people really want to know about but no one talks about and we're just going to really like deep dive into we're going it into it juice. the dramas you're going to hear it all you're going to hit everything it's going to be a good <laughs> one but on that note we're going to round off guys thank you so much for listening thank you jade for coming thank on for you a little for episode having me. this has been gorgeous <laughs> i'll see you in two minutes for another one <laughs> <laughs> i'll see you in momentarily <laughs> goodbye guys Bye. Are you loving this podcast and recommending it to everyone you know? Well, let's share the love. Ratings and reviews really help podcasts to be found in search engines and it just helps new people to find the podcast and enjoy it too. So I'd be really grateful if you could leave a little rating and a review if you could take five seconds and I'll see you in my next episode. Goodbye guys. Did you know the Good Vibes Club also runs events around the UK? Well, now you do. So if you want to get your hands on a ticket, make sure you head over to thegoodvibesclub.co.uk to search our upcoming events and get on board with something new. Whether you want to make some new friends or try something that you've always wanted to do, come along and join one of our events. And if there's anything that you'd love to do that we aren't doing yet, let us know and we can add it to the list. See you there, guys.